This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast where we zero in on issues that affect your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today, we're going to talk about pelvic pain. Celeste Van Wert is a physical therapist with MidMichigan Health who specializes in pelvic disorders. Health Dose asks Celeste, what causes pelvic pain? The main causes of pelvic pain actually run kind of a gamut, but I mean, they can be bacterial infections, nerve injuries or inflammation, nerve entrapment, organ dysfunction, muscle hypertonus and or muscle weakness. Hypertonus just meaning that the muscles actually contract more than they should and they stay that way rather than relaxing when they should. And a lot of these can be caused by direct trauma childbirth, lumbar, pelvic, or abdominal injuries or surgeries, and even hormonal changes to some extent. Clearly, I understand the postpartum complications and how that might affect the the whole pelvic floor, but is this part of the core muscle system where if you've got one weakness in your core, it can cause problems elsewhere? Yeah, this is part of the core muscle system. And the reality is that for years and years as physical therapists, When we treated core muscles, we mostly worked on transversus abdominis. We didn't work on strengthening the pelvic floor, which the research in the last, say, 10 to 15 years, more and more has shown us that the pelvic floor is actually a very important part of strengthening those core muscles. You can't strengthen just transversus abdominis and hope that you have a good functioning core. And that's the reality of that situation. You said transversus abdominis. Is that stomach muscles? That's stomach muscles. It's not rectus. Rectus is the six pack. You know, that's the one that most of us think about, but those truly are not primary stabilizers. The pelvic floor muscles and transversus abdominis are. Those are the ones, if you've had any therapy before, your therapist is going to tell you, okay, what we're going to strengthen is we're going to have you go ahead and pull your belly button in towards your backbone so that you're feeling that tightening lower down, like right around the pelvic bones. Those are the transversus abdominis. That's where you feel them. They're actually bigger than that. What's the importance of that muscle group? I mean, when you have a failure of that muscle group, what does it do to the rest of your body? The big deal is that the pelvis itself is not stabilized when those muscles don't function correctly. And basically, the pelvis is kind of like the basement for the whole spinal column. When that pelvis is nice and stable, it helps stabilize the rest of the spine. And that's why it can be such a big deal even for our patients with back pain. If that pelvic floor does not work, they're going to have a problem because that basement isn't stable. So what methods do you as a physical therapist use to treat pelvic pain? I actually use quite a number of different treatments. And it can be all of them, it can be some of them, but what I typically do is I will do manual therapy. I've been an orthopedic manual therapist for 34 years, and I still do quite a bit of that, knowing that the muscles themselves may have, as I said earlier, some hypertonus, so maybe we need to treat some of that, knowing that maybe there's some pelvic malalignment issues, knowing that, okay, there's scar tissue in a lot of these areas that may be hanging things up and not allowing them to function. We also do neuromuscular re-education, 
which we can accomplish in a number of ways. We can use biofeedback equipment, or we can even do normal things that we've been doing as physical therapists for decades, being that you know we start a movement or a function with its most basic parts and work with the basics first and then move up to something a little bit more like what we want. We can do exercises, again, that physical therapists have been doing forever, like some stretches, some strengthening, and certainly some coordination exercises, because we assume that a lot of these muscles are not coordinating the way that they should, at least not appropriately. Breathing techniques are huge, because a lot of us don't breathe the way that we should. And if you've ever done any exercising before, you'll know that a lot of times when you go to the gym and you start exercising, people hold their breath. And so we need to help people so that when they need to be able to call in the muscles that are appropriate, that they can actually breathe appropriately also and be able to function. We may do some mindfulness training to help patients manage their hypertonus because a lot of people do have a lot of hypertonus. A lot of people are very stressed out. And we know that right now, even with everything that we're dealing with, with COVID-19, a lot of people are very stressed out and it makes those situations worse. And we know that even from just neurology, the more stress we have, the more it tells those muscles, ooh, go, 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 and be tight all the time. So we try and help with some of that. We may use electrical stimulation. We may not. That's something that's available though. We can use typical heat, cold, and ultrasound modalities, if that's appropriate. We're probably going to talk about toilet habits. You know, some of the things that we do all the time, even when we use the restroom, maybe we're not doing in the best way for those pelvic floor muscles or the pelvis itself. We may be doing things in a way that's more straining or more of a problem for that whole area. Posture is huge for most of us. Regardless of what we actually do during the day, posture is an issue that we all have to work with. And if we can make those muscles function the way that we should, and if we can help people to breathe the way that they should, posture is actually very important also. Which body mechanics is part of that? How do you do the things that you do every day and not cause yourself to have strain or whatever that happens to that pelvic area. Dietary recommendations may be an issue too. You know, it depends on the issues that the patients have, but certainly we can, you know, go along with what the doctors have already been telling the patients, but sometimes they just need that little extra nudge to say, okay, you know what, I've heard it from more than one person. I guess we need to do this. And then the follow-up questions. First of all, when you say manual therapy, are you saying massage? Um, not exactly. One of my massage therapist friends years ago would tell her clients that physical therapy was a massage on steroids because it was completely different from what they did. A lot of what we do has more to do with helping to resolve some of the hypertonus, going after some of those trigger points and making them release. Some of it has to do with helping to release some of the connective tissue restraints around some of these areas because they will cause some restrictions also and not allow motions 
the way they should be. And I also actually work even in some of the fascial elements, you know, within the abdominal area itself. We're going to work into some of those areas. I also do osteopathic mobilizations of the spine and the pelvis. When you talked about toilet habits, are you telling me that my lower back pain and my pelvic floor pain may be irritated by a lack of fiber in my diet? That too, yes. (laughs) Just so I know where you're coming from. Yes, but even some of the positions that we get in. Here in the United States, we don't have toilet positions that tend to allow for us to have bowel movements easily. And there are some different things that we can help people to do that allow it to be more comfortable and less straining. And that's huge. When I think of pelvic floor issues, I think mostly about postpartum complications, but men can have pelvic pain too. Oh, yes. And for a lot of the same reasons, you know, men will have direct traumas to those areas. Men will have lumbar and pelvic and abdominal surgeries or injuries. Men will have prostate surgeries. And that's a big one too. And so there's a lot of things that really go into this. Plus, you know, I've also seen fellas that have had other organ surgeries that are basically in the area, not necessarily directly connected, but certainly in the area, and they have an impact also. So the physical therapy process, what's it like? How many times is a patient going to see you per week, and how many weeks are they going to see you, and what's that schedule look like? Typically, I see my patients once a week for various reasons. A lot of times that's what the patients tolerate the best. And of course, that also gives them time to work on their homework, so to speak. And, you know, it can really vary. For my pelvic pain patients, you know, I may see them six to eight weeks or I may even see them 12 weeks. It totally depends on their situation, how long they've had this situation and how well their body does at recovering. I have a lot of patients that also have other comorbidities, and they do impact how well things recover. I know my coworkers and I have joked for years that you go into the doctor hoping to get muscle relaxers and massage, and you end up with exercises. It really is, the onus is on the patient to do their homework and to do the exercises to strengthen their body. Correct. That's the most effective way of dealing with these core issues. Absolutely, because I'm not going to be with them every day for the rest of their life. They have to know that if I do something and have a flare of my symptoms, I can help manage that. And I'm reminded of a sports medicine physician who told me once that as we grow older, the most important thing is not strength training. It's not cardiovascular training. It's core training for balance. And this is all part of that. Yes, Yes. And I have actually seen a number of patients over the years that as we worked on making the pelvic floor work better, we have had improvements in balance. And it's in the research too. And I've certainly seen it. What kind of successes are you experiencing as a result of pelvic floor therapy with your patients? You know, I've seen, like I said, I've been doing this for about 14 years. And You know, there have been so many patients that have done so much better. They have regained continence that they never thought they would regain. There have also been many that have had improved pain. 
and I've had some patients that have had pain or incontinence for decades, and they have given up many of the things that they used to do. And once we've done therapy, they've actually told me, you know what? You gave me my life back. I didn't know how bad it was until I realized that I was doing things that I haven't done for 20 years. And that's amazing. That is MidMichigan Health physical therapist, Celeste Van Wert. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. And for more information on MidMichigan Health's work in physical therapy and rehab, go to midmichigan.org slash rehab. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon as we bring you another edition of Health Dose.